0: Okay, Omar Ula, mina Modim Uh So the Mishnah said if you're, a, if you're from the city next to Yerushalayim called Modim, if you're that far away, then you're what's considered Derek Krachoka. And if you missed being there, Arab Pesach, you're not in trouble. Uh, a person won't be cut off. So we want to know how far was the ancient city of Modim from Yerushalayim. So the Morris says it's 15 mil. Chamisha Oser Milim. So, Javi. And how do we know that? This is the reason that I'm doing this again, is that um, in order to figure out distances, we're going to talk about the uh, times it takes a person to travel, and we're going to, uh, in a certain way, talk about the length of the day, uh, how you measure the length of the day together with before sunrise and after sunrise. And once we open that subject, the more is intrigued about that, the time it takes the sun to travel during the day and, uh, and the uh, it's space that the sun has to cover. And that's going to open up the whole subject of space travel and the, the, how the Earth revolves around the, uh, uh, the sun, how things move and then once we get into that all bets are off <laughs> I n- i never studied that in school but at any rate uh, th- that's how we're jumping into that into the where do we know the measurements from the t- 15 mil so the more assist I'm a rabba barhana now this by the way um it tells you that we're heading into a land uh, because we're it's rabber barhana uh, is famous uh the Rabbi Bar Khanna stories. He's the, he's famous for the uh, the deep esoteric teachings. He taught the following: Kama uh, How much does the average person travel, uh, assuming he's trying to travel in a day? He travels ten parses. Now, uh, if you look in Rashi, uh, it's a very essential Rashi. Ten parses or forty mil, because the Gemara always assumes that you know that one. You know, ten parses is forty mil. Of course. But if you didn't know it, then it'd throw you for a loop. But at any rate, so how does that... The assumption also is nobody would travel in pitch dark. You're just going to run into things. So you start traveling at daybreak. Daybreak is when the day is starting to... The sun is starting to break. Not starting to break. You're starting to see lights. Uh, more always talks about if you looked at your talus, you'd be able to see the blue string from the white string. It means there's a little bit of light. And so, uh, okay, now you can travel. So a person, uh, we know that a uh, distance you cover is 10 parses, and you're going to start from Allah Sasha or and you're going to travel from daybreak until sunrise. Uh, it's five minutes. Interesting, they don't give you time to stop and daven. <laughs> I always wondered, you know, what if today when you travel, you're going, well, i got to daven, and I can't start right away. But, and you can't daven when it's dark. But of course, I wonder if you daven on the camel, it doesn't say okay. But at any rate. Uh, it's uh, five mil, and Shchias sachama until Seis uh is also five mil. So basically, uh, the you you really travel before the day a little bit, and you travel after the day a little bit. So if you remove those two five mils uh, out of the forty, uh, you're stuck with thirty mil. Is the uh, is the daily distance? Tlason Chameser Misapra. So, if you have 30 mil a day, so there's 15 mil in the morning. misafri la palga diom. mi palga la 15 in the morning and 15 in the afternoon. So now we got the amount of time it takes uh, to go from noon until sunset. It's basically a distance of 15 mil. And uh, the, you have to be, uh, the, basically the clock starts ticking at midday. At midday... That's when uh, they get ready to check Korban, Pesach. And you've got to get there before sunset. So you've got midday till sunset. So the amount of... If you're a distance of 15 mil away, then you're exempt because there's no way you're going to get there by sunset. Ulatame. So uh, that's, that was the equation we had yesterday. In other words, that if you're more than 15 mil away, which means... That once you hit the afternoon and they start getting ready to check the Koran Pesach, you can't possibly get there during the time of Shkita. Then, uh, then you'll be exempt, and that's uh, that distance is the distance to modim. That's what we said. We now the, the the question that we had and that we keep having is: What if you can get there for the meal uh, at the night, but you can't get there for the Shkita? That, that's a separate issue. Uh, and we've been talking about that as well, uh, because you can actually appoint somebody to do the shkita for you, and you can arrive at night on time for the seder. And uh, so, but that's a separate, uh, separate question. It's, uh, uh, but the basic idea is that you have to be able to get there once they start shkita. You have to get there while there's still time to check. So ulutambe So one of the things that we said uh, was that you can deduct. Um, the, this 30 mil, this after amount of time it takes to get from the afternoon till skia it's because uh, we take 30, 15, and then we add the other 15 and we get 30, and we, we have this uh, 40, and you take the 5 on one side and the 5 on the other. So where do we get that it takes 5, you can go a distance of 5 mil from daybreak, um, and this really is going to be our issue, is how do you know, how long is daybreak till sunrise? And how long... Is sunset until dark? How, how, how do you measure those times? We're assuming they're the same thing. In other words, once the sun goes down, the amount of time it takes for the Earth to then revolve and then it gets dark, um, that's a certain movement. And so, with the, so we said it, it takes five mil on each side, Ulme, and Aze. He says "Dokococa means "cochekonshashquita. You can't get there during the time they shecht. And uh, Omar Mar, the master taught Malosa Shakra It's five mil. And where do we learn it from? So we learn it from Sidom. The Kamo Ola. It says it didn't say the sun rose. It said the day was beginning to start. First thing in the morning, they were going to uh, wipe out Sidom. So and they had to get load out of there. and the Malachim rushed him. and you know they couldn't travel before daybreak and it says Hashem is or it's to Lot Sora and Lot managed to get to Sora uh, in between the rising the before the sun rose till sunrise so in that short amount of time he got from the main city of Sodom to the smaller city of Sora of Sora for amara kanina di khazi he measured this area and it's 5 mil so you see that you can travel 5 mil uh, from the moment of daybreak until sunrise Omerule is it derukakoka? What's too far away? Kol shein kanus kanus bishashkita you can't get the shkita. That was one definition. Rabbi Huda he gives a different definition. He said kol shein yokhal kanus bishashakila if he can't get there for eating, and uh, eating's at the night, so that's a whole different. It gives you a lot more time. Omerle Rabbah leulah. Uh, rabbi said, we got difficulties with your shot and we got difficulties with Rebuhuda Le Kasha, according to you, it's difficult. Five lines from the bottom. Koshe He said if you can't get there for the Shkita, but sheretz. when a person is impure with creepy toma, he can't get there for Shkita. and still we said, sheretz that we could include him. And he can't uh, cause he can get there in the night, so how are you going to answer that? Kasha, and according to Rabbi Yehuda has a difficulty, he said Kosha Bisla that it goes by the eating but the he can get there for the eating, and his opinion was that ain't he says you can't uh include the Tamei so again we're having two opinions here uh that we're quoting about whether. It's enough to be there for the shkita, or enough to be there for the eating, and also if a person has creepy tuma, is he exempt? Is that included? So Amr le lididi lo kasha I can answer the questions on me, and Reb Yehuda can answer the questions on him. Lididi lo kasha. Bottom line, derek uchokal etarvain derek It's considered too far. Uh, that's a rule for a person who's Tahar um, that uh, if a person who's ta' and he's too far away, then he's exempt. But we don't say that for a person who's Tameh. Uh, he's here. Uh, and uh, if, if we allow him to, um, uh, to join at night, so that's not considered too far away. So it, for him, that wouldn't be a contradiction that if the Torah allows the Tameh Sherats to join in, even though he can't be there for Shkitah. Um, it could be that, in you know, the Torah understood he can't be there for shkita, and the Torah allowed it. Uh, Ula Rabbi Yehuda, as we turn to today's page, Lokasha, he learns the opposite. Again, it, it boils down to do we let the person who has tumma come or not? One view was, even though he misses the shkita, we let him come, because uh, the idea was if you could get there, you better be there. But the Tami Sherats, he's got an excuse, and, and the Torah is allowing it. Whereas the other view is no, the Torah is not allowing the Tame sheretz to come in. Why? Where do you see the Torah doesn't allow the Tame sheretz? That's a very—it's—it's uh, it's not a strong tumah on the list, you know, the dead creepy, because it says ish ish ki le uh Now, because uh, the way we know it is the following: we know death tumah—that's the mother of all tumas, you know, the dead body—that's the extreme. But we don't know uh, death tumah takes a week to get rid of. Now it says the person misses Pesach because he's got death Tumah. Does that mean he just started death Tumah on the first day? Or could it include even on the seventh day? It could even be the last day. He's just about to get rid of his death Tumah. And the Torah says, too bad. Uh, you got to wait for Pesach sheni." So even if you have only one day of Tumah, it could be the Torah is telling him, sorry, you get bumped and uh, you could hear that uh, maybe uh, by Hanukkah we find that concept that uh, even if we would find a way to do it we need to do it pure that if you can't do it pure don't do it I, you know they had the pure oil or the so maybe for Pesach also even though he could get there at night but since he's starting out you know what wait till Pesach Sheni okay let's say you're outside the city of Modim but you've got a very fast uh, car and you could make it there if you have a fast horse or a fast mule. Uh, so then I would say we should throw the book at you. In other words, only the slow travelers are exempt. But if somebody usually is a fast traveler, let's say he's a uh, he's an Olympic runner <laughs> or he has quick transportation, so then we'll cut him off because he could have gotten there. It says, no, he was, he was a distance away. So if you're a distance away, you're exempt, no matter even if you could travel it quickly. Especially today, by the way, you could just hop on a plane. So you would, you'd say the whole world's going to be in trouble because uh, you could get there. Uh, and uh, he, was, he was away. Okay, and no. he, They're not going to have a case like that where he's got, uh, he's, uh, got creepy, creepy defilement. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we passed that, right. right. That was, that was we, right. Did a fast traveler, though? Well, the creepy defilement, he's going to have to, he can't get there for the Shkita, he'll get there at night, and the question was, is that good enough or not? Right. Oh, okay, okay. Because they, they were worried he wouldn't going to be able to go to, and dip before that? Is that what, why was it, why was he, I thought hmm. there was just one, he wouldn't let, uh, he wouldn't be able to double-task by traveling wow. while he was still coming. Oh, um, you're asking, what if a person has both problems? He's far away and he's... Me, yeah, I, I don't know. That, 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 that's complicated. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. We'll have All to right. think about that. Okay. okay. Hi, if Neem, let's say he's close by, but he's very slow. <laughs> or <laughs> uh, En Yogi okay. is the opposite. Or even now he's slow, there's a lot of traffic that day. Okay. It's interesting, when it talks about traffic, it says, gamolin Vicronios. You've got camels and wagons holding you up. You know, those camels and wagons, they they block all the roads. I'm not for so. Ben-Gurion is closed. Right, right, that's right. So, uh, so, I would say, well, it shouldn't be, um, it's not his fault he can't get in. He wasn't far away, but Ohio so it comes out if he's close by and he can't get there, then he's hes kind of in trouble. The, the real question is, do we give him a makeup or not? Uh, and uh, he really was not quite, he doesn't qualify for the makeup because he's not far away, even though he hit traffic. Mm. So now we uh, jump into the Agarita and uh, we got there again because we earlier quoted uh, the idea that uh, we wanted to know how long would it take him from, to get, what's the, the average amount of time from the beginning of Shkita that it would take a person to get there, uh, what, would, uh, what would be considered far away enough that he can't get there starting from the time of Shkita before sunset. And then we came up with the 15 mil. But in order to get there, we had to talk about how the rabbis had this tradition about how much a person travels. Mm-hmm. And then the question was, what is the amount of time uh, that you travel in the morning uh, between daybreak and sunrise and in the amount of time in the evening between sunset and um, uh, dark? So we came up with that, that was that five mil. So, Alma Shisa Alpe Parse Havi Alma. Rava said the world is 6,000 Amas uh, uh, distance. Vesumcha de and the uh, depth of the sky is 1,000 parses. These are, he's trying to give you a measurement. God, uh, now, where do, where do we get these measurements from? Um, So some astrologists enjoy this. They find they manage to figure. Oh, he's talking about this. He's talking about that. You know, like. uh, But it's it's really a mystery exactly what he. So chad gemara vchad tzvora. One some things were gemara. They were uh, in order to calculate uh, the movement of the stars. In order to carry on the to set up the calendar, we had traditions that were given to us by. Uh, Moshe Rabenu about uh, what the uh, how big the world is and how fast things travel and how the calendar works and those are absolutely astounding because they they didn't have the kinds of uh, things we have today to measure but that we believe is a wisdom that came from Hashem so some of them were Gemara and some were just uh, the people used logic they observed the stars. And they were uh, they were able to figure it out. They were able to figure out a lot of the things today that we need calculators for, they were able to figure out without all the fancy tools. So, um, and where, does, uh, where did he get these uh, calculations about the distance of the world and the, the size of the sky? again, we got this famous rabbi who's always in a gadata, and he gives us the same quote that we started off with today. How much does the average person travel uh, per day? It's ten parses. And how long is that? from the beginning of the uh, the the waking up of the morning until Naitsama, that's five mil until sunrise. Mishkiya Sakama, from sunrise until Seama till sundown. Uh, that's also Hamisha Sunset to sundown. Uh, sunset until stars come out, that's five mil. Nimsa, if you think, if you add the five and five. Uh, it comes out, the length, the amount of time it takes the earth to travel until sunrise uh, and the amount of time it takes the earth to travel from sunset to uh, dark, that's one-sixth, uh, that's 10 mil. And uh, it was five mil in the morning and five mil in the evening, so that's one-sixth of the length of the day is the amount of time it takes to move from the, uh, the beginning of the day till the sun pops up. So there's a, a revolving of the earth, the sixth of the, that, that's, this assumption is that's the size of the world. That's the time it takes for the world to rotate till it hits the sun. He says it's one-tenth. We came up with one-sixth. So again, when we were talking 40 mil, so we had 40 mil, we said the amount of time was five in the morning and five in the evening, and the, during the, from sunrise to sunset was 30 mil. But he, this is a different figure. This says it's one-tenth. The average person walks ten parses. He walks only four mil. This is a different figure. We said, we said before five mil, this is four mil. And according to this, it's one-tenth. Uh, this knocks the, the All the opinions we quoted at the beginning of the day seem to be knocked out from this opinion. So Lay Middle Chiefti Rab Yochana and his also knocked out of the ballpark. So Amalak Anabiyomahu d'Amri. Um uh, he says, I'm talking about traveling during the day. Rabbanukatoy Kajan the Kadma of Khashuka. They are getting confused about the early and the late time. Uh, what about Reb Khanina? Uh uh Reb Khanina brought a proof from Lot that he traveled five, and we're saying that you can only travel four. So actually, Lote was in a little bit of a rush because he didn't want to be, uh, it was starting to rain. <laughs> Mrs. Lote discovered uh, the, uh, they needed to get out of there quick. So that's really no proof how much the average person travels. If the, if the city's about to be this fiery, it's raining hail and brimstone, uh, you want to get out of there quick. So Toshma, come in here. So who's right over here about these distances? So Mitzrayim, arba meis parsa, abameis parsa. Egypt is 400 parsa by 400 parsa. Well Mitzrayim, um, and Mitzrayim uh, is Aakashihim but is one sixtieth of Kush. I wonder if Kush means all of Africa or not. Uh, we always talk about Kush as the the uh the place where the kushim come from or the black peoples or the but uh, uh egypt uh, but it's uh, it's not so clear what what these measurements stand for uh egypt and Kush the kush akamshihim Baolam and that's one sixtieth of the world began and the world is one-sixtieth of the Gan, that's the sixtieth of Aden, and Aden is ech Gehenim. We've always had this before, that Gehenim is much bigger than Gan Eden. Uh, only a few, um, uh, the, the select few make it to the good place. That okay, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. <laughs> and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that aren't going to get to the good place, right, okay. Nipsa Kolom Kula, he says, the whole world, Kikisa Gedei Gehenim. Is, is uh, like the lid of a pot for Gehenim. Gehenna is like the pot, and the whole world is the lid. We, we all want to be the people on the lid. Okay. So, Chufta, so you see from here that it, it is a different measurement. But, Toshma, let's keep on going. And again, we quote Eliyahu. Sometimes Eliyahu is Eliyahu Anavi. The whole world's under one star. In other words, uh, the, this world is smaller than a star. How do you know that? Let's say you start walking and you're looking at a star. Holok um, and you're going to the east. Arba Arbaruch, or in any direction. the Kolayish of Kulu, and you're still under that one star. And it doesn't move. And so you see that you can't outdistance the star. This world is smaller than the star. Chufta. tashma, or let's keep on looking over here. Egla the Akribaduram. These are the constellations. Um, one is the calf, and one is the scorpion uh, that's the these are the um, uh, the way the stars look in the sky. Mm-hmm. They looked at the stars and they saw different uh, creatures you know like the lion or the scorpion or the so uh, the whole world is in between these two constellations the shah it's only during one hour the sun only enters that area. during There's one time uh, during the day where the sun is in the middle of the sky. Teida sheba chamesh uh, and the fifth hour, Chama b'mizrach, the sun's in the east, and ubesheva, and the seventh hour, Chama b'mar, the sun's in the west. Chatsi ashishi v'chatsi sheva and the middle of the sixth, the middle of the seventh, Chama ometis barosh kolam, mitz on top. So, um, it seems like the he's comparing the movement of the sun to the movement of the stars. Tashma, let's try again. Rav Yochanan Baskol Oso Russia. There was one really wicked uh, king. That's Nebuchadnezzar. Rashi says, in case you want to know which Russia, I think it depends on which time you exist to know who the Russia was. But that's the last Rashi on the page. To that Russia, Rashi is Nebuchadnezzar. Um, it sounds like Nebuchadnezzar was not. Um, uh, the way arrogance works is people are never satisfied with their latest uh, victory or their latest act, and so being the uh, conquering the uh, the civilized world wasn't enough for him. He wanted to conquer God, so to speak, and he wanted to conquer the heavens. Uh, so uh, so it says like this: Bashash Omer, he said, "Ela bamsay av elyon." He's flying up there. He said he's gonna go and, and beat up God. He's gonna go up to the heavens. I don't know if he had a some kind of space uh production or what he was thinking or what he was smoking. So Baskol, the voice, came out and said, Russia been Russia, as we turn the page. Ben Beno shall nimmer out Russia. Um this idea that um he's a chip off the old block. The the wicked people today, they're not even new with their ideas of wickedness. They're just uh, they're following in the footsteps of their grandparents. You know, there's certain people that uh, uh, he's just a descendant of Nimrod. Shahimrod is kola alive. Nimrod tried to get the whole world to wage war against God. And so he was trying to do something similar. He wanted to be the mightiest person in the world. And people were saying, no, God is greater than you. And so he wanted to, to uh, invite God to a match, so to speak. Omud Mamakusa. Kamish Nosu Adam. How long does a person live? Uh, David HaMelech talked about the, um, the average person lives around 70 years, and if they're stronger, then they live 80 years. That was from David HaMelech. So, so the question here is this. So Nimrod wants to go fight God up in the heavens, uh, and he get, wants to get in his spaceship. How long is it going to take him to get up there? So it's going to take. Which this is what's interesting is often the the Chazal were on the mark. You know how they. That's the problem with these space missions to go to one. You know you could send out a mission now, and it it takes. um, It just can't get to the next nearest uh, um, constellation or the nearest. What do they call it? Galaxy. You had to go from one galaxy to the other would take uh, several lifespans. You know they just can't plan a mission like that. So uh, the. We're only 70, 80 years old. So, Mahalach, if you want to travel from the earth to the sky, so it's going to take you 500 years. And if you want to pass the sky, it'll take you another 500 years. There's seven skies, seven firmaments. That takes you 500 years. You want to get out of the galaxy, so you need thousands of years. But So, to get up to the heavens, uh, you won't live so long, basically. In other words, Nimrod wanted to fly up to the heavens. Uh, it's not possible for him to make it. But if he wants to go down to the place down there, uh, that's no problem. Uh, okay. Our rabbis taught Chach Mishra Omem Kavua. The wise people, the sages of Israel, they always thought um, that the sun is set, and the stars move. The Chochmei Umas, they said, no, Gilgal Choser, the sun moves, umazos kvuyim, and the stars are set. It's some kind of, um, it's not actually a Gilgal. A Gilgal really means there's a wheel. They're trying to come up with the, so what they call the celestial movement. Um, oh, that's the wheel. Okay, very good. That's the, the picture. The, the earth scroll has a nice diagram of the wheel. The, um, uh, the the things in the skies, they, they, they go in circles or ovals. It's just interesting how that works. So they they were trying to describe the movement of the scars. Uh, uh, so apparently there was a difference between the... Uh, the the question is, are these sages or are these wise people? Are these like the professors? Like, you know, uh, what's, uh, but it's, it's described instru- uh, interestingly. So we said that they looked at it one way and we looked at it a different way. So Omar Rav, Shubali he says the proof is my egla you never see the stars move their spot. You never find the uh, constellation of, of Egla in the south so since the stars don 't move their spots, that would make you think that the stars aren 't moving or maybe there 's a, a movement of um uh, like the millstone or like the, uh, uh, maybe there's a slight movement or a, a semi-circular movement uh, that would explain it. So um, he's trying to say that that would explain the movement of the stars to the sun. So Hakh Mr Omar Biyam khama malahas the matamirkiya. He says the sun travels below the sky, obalila ma above the sky. But khakh may musalum they say no, Biyom kamal as the matamir below obalila matamir okay, it's a uh, below the ground. Omar Biokhan near divre midivreinu. What's interesting here is is uh Rabiokhanan uh he says uh I'm sorry, not Rabiokhanan Omarav he says that they're, uh, what they're saying seems more logical than what we're saying. Why is that? In the day, the well's the water is cold. Ubalila Roskim, at night, the water that comes up from the ground is warm. So that seems like what they're saying as far as where the sun is. The sun travels at the the height of the sky. That's why the whole world is warm. But the water below ground is cold. And in the rainy season, the sun travels at the bottom of the sky. And the whole world's cold. And the wells are warm. There's four paths of the sun. Nisan uh, ear and then it goes uh, it goes near the mountains, the to melt uh, the uh, snow on the mountains, uh, to so that the, the the season where the snow begins to melt. Thomas then the sun travels on the um, on the part where people live, Kadela Zaperos, in order to have sun to make the fruits go it goes on the sea, to dry up the rivers, to bring the moisture up to the sky so that it will rain. it then it travels in the Midbar, this is not to dry out the plants. they are talking about the azimuth here. Is that what it is? Could, what they're talking about. The what, path of the sun, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's called azimuth. The angle the angle of the sun is the asthma. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool yeah, so I I didn't have as you, you know as as you saw I didn't have a really good understanding of this. Um uh the art scroll has a lot of nice di- diagrams and um you can probably find uh probably on the OU they'll have a scientist discussing the uh you know the how that you know what what kind of things uh-huh. it's describing. Again, uh, you can see certain things from it. Uh they they were uh, they definitely were describing things that they knew and that they saw the question is exactly what were they describing you know as far as the movements go and the uh, um but I, I i found it interesting where he said well it sounds like what they're saying sounds more true than we're because of what you witnessed by the um they were open minded so to speak uh Le-Havdil, the uh there were christians that had a tr- lot of trouble when they discovered that the uh you know they thought that the uh the sun uh, the earth um the sun was red. Right, the sun went around the earth, instead of the earth around the sun, flat and round, and they got stuck into these ancient theories, and uh, they, they really, it held up their religion, whereas uh, um, we're not so stuck into, uh, we try to understand things, but it doesn't, uh, um, uh, it doesn't, uh, we're not stuck, <laughs> let's put it that way. Okay, so now we get back, though, uh, to the final piece, getting back to our discussion we quoted an unusual opinion that said that you're really only uh, uh, obligated if you're at the Azar itself. But if you're not at the old city, if you're not at the uh, entranceway to the base of Migdush, then you're not required to bring the Koran Pesach and you could go to Pesach Shani and do it. Now, uh, Now, even though you could go, V'lo kum ayo. Uh, why don't we tell you you should get up and go? Why why are we being so lenient over here? Fatanya, we learned the following: Yehudi oral shalom mole. What happens if you have an uncircumcised Jew and he's there ere Pesach? So uh, guess what? Onish the Reb Eliezer. Reb said he's going to be cut off if he doesn't pull out a knife and circumcise himself. In other words, you've got it. You're required to do an action to be there for Pesach to to join in. So why is it that we don't tell a person if you're a block away, move it, get to the base of Megdush? So Amr Rabbi Derekh Rokokhal No, that if a person is eligible to go to the base of Megdush, so he's exempt if he still has to travel a distance. But uh, he's not exempt if he's not if he's not even eligible. In other words, a person has to make themselves eligible. If a person is uncircumcised, he's got to fix it. Rava Omar, he says, there's different opinion. It says far away for Pesach, there's a similar concept by Meiser. Over there, it's the time that you eat it. Here also, you're too far away to join the seder. No, it's not the eating of the Korban Pesach; it's the the production time, which is the Shkitah. We we've had this debate earlier. What does it go by? You you have to be there for the asiyah, the the doing of it, the processing, or you got to be there for the eating at night. Uh, he said it's of So we said before, if most people are tameh, then they were allowed to let the tameh people do the service. So we said, how do you count the majority? So he says we, we deal with the people who are standing there in the base of Migdash. uberove. When we say Tmeim, you look at most of the people who are standing in the azara. Uh And so who is that like? That's Reb Yoseb Rehudah, Shomu Shomu Eveliezer. Because we're, the, the only people that count for Pesach are the people that are there uh, at the courtyard ready to go in. So um, whereas if you're a distance away, then you're not obligated. So that's that's like that view. Okay, we will stop. Uh, no, we won't stop here. Amr la Reb So then um, uh, Reb Yosi said... Um yeah, so that the, this was the discussion. do we go by the uh, the closer city of Modiim, or do we go by the courtyard? So Lili Omer Derech. it says you're uh on the way. Shomeani, or shloshi and I would have thought, uh, uh two or three days you're obligated to travel in Kishu but Derek, Ohio, it says no that he wasn't on the way. No, if he's if he's not there, he's he's he still has to travel. In other words, if you're traveling, it means you're not there. If you're there, that's when you are obligated to do it. So any any traveling, even that's not a day, half a day, half an hour, you're still traveling. Okay, we will stop here at the Mishnah. Okay, have a great day, everyone. Be well.